Hey friends, welcome back to the Ancient Intelligence Podcast. You've got your host Anya Shack here. And today I want to jump into another solo episode. I'm going to talk about why dads matter. Dads, fatherhood, why this is important for every single person, man or woman, boy and girl. I'm going to do a little more of a free flow solo episode. I don't really have a perfect outline for this one, so it's going to be a little bit more loose. Um, There are a few things that I really want to hit on, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, Again, about 15-ish minutes um, for these solo episodes. So let's just get straight into it. I watched a video of Joe Rogan and Cristiano Ronaldo and a few other, I think, sportsmen that were in this video Um, Joe Rogan was basically talking about how his dad is his hero, just like his dad is his hero, the best guy he knew, incredibly important. Every little boy wants to be like his dad, right? And then Cristiano Ronaldo was crying. (laughs) And like my tears were there too, the moment that I saw him crying, because um, the interviewer asked him what his greatest pain point is. And he says that you know, his dad never got to see his greatness, like his dad never got to see him become one of the greatest footballers of all time. He's just crying. Same thing with Andrew Schultz, comedian from New York, Andrew Schultz. He has a lot of content where he shares about how, you know, he had told his dad one day that he would make it to Madison Square Garden. And thanks to his dad's support through it all, he finally made it to Madison Square Garden, you know? So these very meaningful stories. Just to keep going on that track, I've got a, I was asked to read a business book for uh, the marketing job that I do, and it's called Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0 by Jim Collins. And it's a very dry strategic book about business, but you know how it starts? It's, it starts like this. It says, Bill Lazier was the closest thing to a father I ever had. My own father died when I was 23, and he never took the time to teach me about the difference between right and wrong, core values, and character. So like this business book starts out by this man talking about how, you know, he ended up thankfully finding a father figure in his life to fulfill the role that his dad did not fulfill. You talk about all those guys I just mentioned, Rogan, Ronaldo, Schultz, they have all these great stories. And then in the comments of some of these videos, you've got guy after guy. That wasn't my experience. My dad was an asshole that didn't happen to me, like must be nice. And so you get all of this clarity that as far as I see, as far as I can see generally, and again, we have to be really careful. It's when we talk about things, it's never a this or that always or never, you know, just take things with a grain of salt. Like in the majority, most of the time, there are always exceptions to every single rule, every single rule. But as a rule, It seems that the most successful men in the world, the most successful men that are finding fulfillment in what they do and their vocation, they're bringing gifts to the world, they're beloved, they're respected, they're honored. These are men that if not having a great dad role model, like of their own dad, then they have someone else that stepped in to fulfill that role. That's why in my spare time, I... I watch a lot of these like, you know, adolescent sports movies, like Friday or like TV shows, Friday Night Lights, or I just watched this um, true story turned into a uh, film about um, Brandon uh, Burlesworth, the 
the kid who became a um basically who who he became an all-american without having had a scholarship he was just a walk-on to this uh the university that i wanted to go to and the whole point is that when he was a kid his dad wasn't there his dad was an alcoholic and his brother was kind of trying to raise him uh, and his but you know his brother wasn't always there and his mom was mostly there who was very supportive and was always believed in him but he didn't have a dad figure until a coach, one of the high school coaches uh, in that in his town took an interest in him, really took an interest in him. And that was the beginning of the great kind of story that is uh, Brandon Burlesworth, the underdog who becomes an All-American and then gets signed to the NFL. The tragic story of this one, of course, is that he ends up uh, dying in a car accident um, before he was able to man- make it to the NFL. But the the notion is the same, right? You've got Coach Taylor and Friday Night Lights, you've got this thing where young boys really need that, that masculine role model. They, I mean, hopefully it's their dad. So they can actually really see their dad there and showing them what it means to be a man. And this guy um, who wrote that book, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0, he talks about how understanding the importance of what being a man is, is essential. And he said that by the time he had graduated college, none of his classmates ever talked to him about commitment or service or values or any of these things. He couldn't figure it out until he met this man who became his mentor. And so he kind of boils down manhood into three bullets, right? Number one, know your purpose or direction. Number two, be committed to a life of service towards that direction. Number three, live life set to specific core values. If you can do that, you've got it figured out right? And the way that that goes down for men is when their dad or, you know, uncle or male figure who's really, really there in their lives, and not just as a support, but as like a teacher, as someone that pushes them, as someone that tries to get the greatness out of them. I think that's really, really important. And that's why women can't do that with men, right? Men have to do that with women. And if they don't have that, paired with love from their dad, right? Like there's two questions. This is actually something that a good, a great author, um, John Eldridge writes about in his book, Wild at Heart. Every boy is asking essentially (laughs) non-verbally asking his dad, am I a man? Am I a man? Are you proud of me? Are you proud of me? Am I a man? And the answer is no, no, no for a while, right? While this little boy is learning, but eventually there comes a point Uh, where the boy has an answer to this question and and the question is answered by his father. And he knows that his dad is essentially saying to him, yes, you're a man now. I am proud of you. Uh, Matthew McConaughey wrote about this exact moment. He recounts the exact moment this happened for him in his um, autobiographical memoir, Greenlights. So it's like men and boys are very privy to this like need and then to that like moment where the man thing happens, right? So if none of that happens, then they go around their whole life believing essentially that I'm not a man, my dad's not proud of me, so I'm worthless, there's nothing, you know, I can do no good in this world, I'm not worthy of the things that I might want, right? A dad really has to provide that sense of worth to his son so that his son can then feel that worthiness in himself and then go on and provide that to his family and his kids, right? Without that, he won't be able to provide his family with the emotional support that that they need. 
right? And so it's also really important, like I know I'm going all over the place, but this is why women cannot teach men, right? Because there are two very distinct roles that every child needs to experience. There are two very distinct experiences that they need to have while they're at home growing up. There's the one experience of teaching and pushing and discipline and drive and you can do better and you can do better. And for a boy, that's got to come from the masculine. That has to come from the masculine because what he needs to be a healthy boy or become a healthy man is he needs he needs unconditional love and support and nurturing from his mother, from the feminine in the in the household, right? So when his father is teaching him, then his mother is free to completely love him, completely love him um, and support him in a way that is unconditional. Because there is this notion that the opposite sex relationship with the parent, if there's no unconditional love there, there will be an issue. And so this is what, what happens when the father is not there to teach the son and provide him with that kind of like masculine uh, structure and discipline backed by love. I'm doing this because I love you and letting the boy clearly know like this is out of love. Then if he doesn't do that, then the mother is forced to do that. Then the mother is forced to try to awaken in the boy things that she might need, right? Why aren't you doing this? Why can't you be more like this? You need to lose weight. You need to do all these things. Jonah Hill talks a lot about this in his memoirs about how he had such a difficult relationship with women because his mother, his father was not around and his mother would constantly nitpick at him and tell him what to do and tell him what to do. That's because she was missing a strong masculine counterpart in her life. And then their their child, Jonah, was missing that discipline from the father. Therefore, the mother has to step in and take that role on through no fault of her own. She just has to do it. But when she's requesting things of a boy from that place, she's not actually requesting the things that he needs to learn to become a man. She's requesting things that she needs right now in her relationship, right, as a woman. And so that's when you get the en enmeshment stuff. That's when you get the mama's boy stuff where she she's just she treats her son a little more like what she wishes her partner would be doing. And it becomes convoluted and confusing. And it's just not the right relationship between mother and son. The right relationship between mother and son is one of love, unconditional, you know, respect and like just really like seeing seeing your son for who he is and really letting that masculine do the disciplining, really letting that masculine um, be the one that is, is pushing him and teaching him how to be a man. And because what her job is to do, her job is to do that for a woman. Her job is to do that for her little girl, right? She's meant to teach her little girl how to be a woman. Father's not meant to do that. And so this is kind of why, where I'm getting to and why I'm so passionate about this. I just literally, I watch these adolescent sports movies and I cry and I cry and I cry because when you have a solid, strong male role model as a boy, then that means you're also, as a man, once you have children, you get married, you're treating your woman with that same level of respect that you saw your father treat treat your mother, right? And so then you are able to distinguish and separate the way that you treat your son 
and the way that you treat your daughter, because they're very, very different. And I know there's a lot of, you know, uproar and, and conversation right now about treating kids the same, but every parent I talk to, they're always telling me like, yeah, we, we, we treat them, you know, the same, but they're very different. Like they're very, very different. The way they choose to play, the way the, the needs, their needs are very different. And so one of the things that I did want to just highlight, and I know this is a bit of a kind of intro to this, like why fathers matter. I think bringing it back to a personal place for me. So, you know, my dad, I had, I had a lot of father wounds growing up. And so my dad had huge father wounds from his dad and he kind of took those out on me and I was an only child. So that's something that I recognize in a very important, hugely important way. So I guess what I really want to say here is that um, one of the things that I've heard from some men recently that I really vibe with, I just really get when you ask them, like, what is your job with your son and what is your job with your daughter? They say, well, my job is to teach my son, right, is to teach him, but my job is to cherish my daughter, is to truly cherish my daughter. And if a man doesn't get that, I'm proud of you, I love you, son, from his dad, then he'll harbor all of those feelings of worthlessness and he'll have this chip on his shoulder his whole life. He won't actually be able to feel his emotions in a healthy way. He won't be able to show love and softness to his woman or to his son when his son is requiring it, right? There's important nuance here. It's like, yes, the discipline and yes, the the teaching, but it's got to be backed by love. Otherwise, it's like tyrannical. But most importantly, also, he's got to be able to learn how to give softness and grace and love to his daughter. Because like I said before, if the opposite sex relationship with the, if the relationship of a child with their opposite sex parent isn't one of unconditional love, then it causes huge, huge problems of confidence and self-worth. It causes them to need to validate themselves, to seek them, seek out really bad, terrible situations. Um, I actually just read this statistic. I know I'm going all over the place, y'all, but I just read this statistic because um, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff has come out this past two weeks. And um, there's a statistic, I'm looking for it here, that, yeah, the majority of the underage girls that Epstein trafficked came from foster care and single parent homes, homes without a father. So the point here is that, man, is that, relationship, that relationship of unconditional love between a father and his daughter, super, super important for her own self-worth and her ability to have healthy relationships in the future. So it's almost like his presence and his being there is so important for the son to become who he is. It's also so important for her because she needs to learn to feel that feeling of being cherished for who she is. That creates self-worth in girls. And then these girls go out and they value themselves in the world right? Like they really value themselves. They radiate. And then that actually inspires men to be more intentional about their purpose. And so it's this big cycle of healthy kids, having healthy kids, having healthy kids. And it really starts with dad, really starts with dad's presence and just how much that matters. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep chatting about this topic, um, specifically about, 
my story. I'll do an episode where I really get into the details about um, my dad's story and like how that all went down. But I will finish with this is that what I've noticed is because I'm an only child and daughter, I got like the full brunt of the dad wounds, of the abuse, of the harshness, of the criticism, of all of that. Whereas if I had a brother, he might've gotten all that. I definitely wouldn't have gotten like a feeling of love and cherishing, but I would have maybe, it might've been a little more neutral. Um, But because I'm an only child, I actually got all of it. So I got like, I became, I think, intimately, intimately connected to both the way that girls feel and the way that boys feel when they have a an unfortunate dad situation. And so that's become kind of the the reason, the the foundation, the 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 why and and kind of researching all of these things and trying to help people make sense of what's going on with that. So it's like for example, I have a a friend from New York who we talk all the time and she she's so incredible, just like so talented in so many ways, like, you know, makes great money, is beautiful, is incredible, a great friend, loyal, all these things. And, but she has this little dad wound, right? So it just main it, it keeps her thinking that she's not good enough. And it, it makes her want to have to do more and more and more and more and add more accolades to her repertoire to really, in the end, just find love, right? It's like she's gone around the world trying to become the best person she can be. But really the one thing that she's been missing is what she didn't get when she was a kid, which was, I love you. You're enough. You don't have to do anything. Um, You're enough. And that is what dads do for their daughters. I resonate with this because that was partly my story too. It was mostly my story too, um, with some different details there, but yeah, that's what dads do. It gives boys confidence. It gives girls self-worth and confidence. It just, it is everything like it is everything. And I can't wait to keep talking about this, but I'll, I'll stop it there. And I hope that this little why dads matter has been, uh, yeah, just just some some food for thought. All right. Um, if you have enjoyed this and other episodes of Ancient Intelligence, I would really, really love to grow this this year. So I would love, 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 love if y'all would do me a favor and leave a review. The reviews are super important. It just helps so much with the growth of the podcast. So if you would, then leave me a review sometime in the next few days. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Until next time.